Hello and welcome back to another week of Selective Hearing. I'm your host, Julie DeMar. This week I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome. So I have a really cool show planned for you today. But before I get into all that, I want to share this crazy dream that I had last night that has like been on me all day. What's so wild about it is like I knew all week that I was coming into this episode to discuss imposter syndrome, but I had this dream last night and it was like really, really different than any other dream that I've ever had. So I have very, I guess if you would like to say vivid dreams or really visual dreams that I tend to wake up and can remember. I had one of those last night and what was being communicated to me in this dream was so different than anything I ever experienced. I woke up and I remembered it and it like continued to play throughout my entire morning. Like I got on my treadmill, I had my music on and this dream like continued to play like a highlight reel. And in my dream, I was a cheerleader coach for like this PAL league. So it's very descriptive. It's like, close your eyes. It's almost like a movie, I swear. I was speaking to the girls that were on my team. I was saying to them like before we can get into all the cute cheers and the fun stuff we need to like work on our foundation and throughout my dream i was like using all these positive words and positive speeches with my cheer team and as i continued to like speak to them i was talking to them about the importance of like discipline and consistency and how the structures that we're built from will always fall apart if they're not sitting upon like solid foundations I was like telling them that some of us may not come from the most solid foundations, but that's okay because we can remove the pieces that have been built upon this like faulty foundation and then we can start anew and rebuild a solid one. And from there, we all have this gift inside of us. I was like, we all have that little thing that's been given to us that makes us special. I was saying as my dream played out, all the things that have been given to us have the power to become something big, much bigger than us if we allow it to be that. I just kept like giving them like positive words and I kept like, like encouraging them to be consistent and be disciplined and be structured with themselves to create such a solid foundation that's built with love and confidence and resilience and care with yourself and then as you continue to build yourself what that will translate to throughout your life of course like I was a cheer coach in my dream so I was talking about how these things are going to manifest themselves while we're cheering but the life lesson that was there was like much bigger than us going out on the field and rooting for the players I was like emphasizing how when you rebuild your foundation and when you start to build your structure from the things that feed you or you start to rebuild your structure with things that heal you and help you become whole with the things that you value and you love and when you start to put that solid structure together in your life now you're starting to like eliminate doubt and you're starting to eliminate the things in your life that help create doubt and the help like push you into these thought processes of feeling unworthy and I told them that 
that before you can show up to practice and be cute and cheer for the team, you need to show up every single day and be cute and cheer for yourself. You need to encourage yourself to be consistent, encourage yourself to be disciplined, encourage yourself to be strong for you. And I was like, cause only then from those things will success be born. Forget the voices that said negative things to you and forget how you even allowed those voices to become your own, like take back your power. If you can do that. If you believe that you're great, if you believe that all those things will work accordingly, that's when you will become, that's when you will start to win. And so as I moved through my morning this morning, I was like asking myself like, well, God, like I remember this dream. Now I'm on the treadmill and I'm hearing these words, like these words, like I, I stopped myself after my workout and sat down and wrote them down. Like these words kept coming to me. These words were in my dream. And I was like, am I supposed to be a cheer coach? I used to cheer when I was young. Like, am I supposed to be a cheer coach? And then I was like, I stopped myself and I like just got real still. And I was like, maybe that's not what I'm supposed to be doing either. Maybe that was me talking to me. Like I said, I knew I was coming into this week to talk about imposter syndrome and I had this entire show planned out for you about what it is and what it means and you know, me tackling it from my experience with it. As I kept like moving through this dream and even like got into the part where I started writing it down and even incorporating it into today's script I was just like getting this feeling that I was talking to me like those little girls standing in front of me in their cheer uniforms and the coach that was standing before them was me in all the different stages that I had been through in life as I dealt with feeling unworthy feeling unloved feeling like I did not deserve much of anything from anyone including myself and even though I had a great ability to go out on the field and cheer everyone else on, even though I possessed this thing in me that could do things with a smile and do things well and be successful, I still had these words inside of me that would tell me you can't go any further than this because this isn't for you. You don't deserve this. Why would you feel like this is something that you should try to accomplish? you're not good enough. Then I was like, wow, like that, that dream and the words and every single thing that I was talking about actually ties into where I wanted to go today with imposter syndrome. I'm going to break down the fundamentals of imposter syndrome, what it is, what it looks like, what it means, how I even came to hear about it and even for a little while adapt the mindset that maybe I may be struggling with this issue. And then I'm going to share when I kind of made a revelation that imposter syndrome is not something that I have and people should really stop telling women that they have imposter syndrome. And I kind of came to that conclusion with myself and, and these revelations came about because I, I interviewed a guest in season one, Miss Bettina Jones. The episode was titled The Beauty We Bring and I'm gonna play a little clip of that. Okay, so I feel like that is a proper way to usher in. <laughs> <laughs> this this imposter syndrome. And mm -hmm. like, everyone, this is me. I'm, I'm speaking for me. Bettina's gonna offer how she feels but I just want to let you guys know that I um, was told that I could have imposter syndrome. And um, when I sent Patina my production package for the show and she went through it, she sent me this article that I read 
And I like started asking myself questions after reading that. And in those questions, I learned a lot about myself. And like one thing that I learned is I don't have imposter syndrome and I never have. And that was a very nice uh, revelation to make. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it was like I went through it. And it was crazy. It's like when you sent it, because I was busy, I like skimmed. And I was catching things, you know, like selective hearing, selective, you know, I was just picking out little words like, oh, oh, oh. And then when I had time to settle down at the end of my day and I really went through the article and I sat with myself and I asked myself questions. I was like, no. I showed up and I did extremely well in the things that I did. I performed extremely well. I, I went through film school. I came out of film school with like all A's. I think I got two B's. I got nominated for an Emmy. And um, what a lot of people don't know is if you're in film school, if you do well, you can be up for contingency to be considered by the Academy and by the Emmys. And so wow. I, I busted my butt and I ended up getting an Emmy nomination. Mm. And like, <laughs> that's before even walking across the stage to get my degree. I made, I, I got nominated for an Emmy and you just don't accomplish things like that, being an imposter. And yes, I had moments of extreme negative self-talk. And I had moments where I was battling a lot of different things, given the environment I was in, given certain circumstances, and given previous life experiences that mm -hmm. I had not addressed yet. Even though I went through those moments that left me feeling unworthy at times or made me question did I work hard enough to deserve this? It doesn't change the fact that I did. Mm -hmm. And that's what I took away from that article. I was like, can you really be considered to be an imposter when you're dealing with workplace trauma being inflicted on you? Or if you're in an environment where, and we know as women of color that we often have to show up and work twice as hard. And we show yep. up with, the same accolades, if not more, the same experience, if not more, the same capabilities, if not more, we're often overlooked, we're often overshadowed, we're often underpaid, and we still show up knowing all of that and having certain traumas inflicted on us. We still show up and we perform and we do it well. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's not the sign of an imposter at all. At all. So for everyone out there, I'm going to tell you, if that has ever been something that's been bestowed upon you, throw it in the trash. I threw yes. it in the trash. Throw that in the trash. Because I don't believe that you can show up for yourself in such a high capacity and be an imposter. And nope. that is my, that is how I feel about that. <laughs> Sign, feel, <laughs> and deliver. That's how I feel. <laughs> I 100% agree. Until this article came about, I really thought that that was a part of my walk. But for me, I believe that if we are subjected to certain things in life, um, be it childhood trauma, workplace trauma, relationship trauma, if we are subjected to certain things in life and those things impact us in a negative way and we embrace the things that come along with that, like negative self-talk or maybe 
the fear of exploring new opportunities or leaving behind a relationship that doesn't serve you anymore or just like the natural fear of moving on and being uncomfortable. Those are things that happened to you and that made you feel that way and your feelings are valid. But these are the things that, in my opinion, you feel this way because of the things that happened to you. And just because you're able to perform well while having these feelings, it doesn't make you an imposter. Like it doesn't take away the fact that you actually did the work and you actually show up. You're showing up and you're performing and you're doing well in your life when you're at your lowest and you haven't pulled that part of you up to the surface where you're like, I can do this. Look, I'm already doing it and I can do more. I self-sabotaged and I was really good at it. I was really good at doing well like achieving great things, like getting an Emmy nomination in school, getting nominated for other awards in school. Like I was very great at making sure that I was the best employee at work. And when I show up, regardless if I was working my night job as a bartender or if I was showing up on a movie set, making sure I was the most professional, I was the most punctual, I was the most engaged. I was the person that was there ready, willing to learn and to do anything to make sure that I help produce the best product as possible. Me making sure that I'm very organized and all, all these different, you know, positive attributes that can be great in the workplace. And and as a friend, I was that friend that showed up. I was the friend that was always there. I was the person that, you know, you know, you can count on, you can rely on. She's going to always going to be that person for you. I'm capable of doing all these things, right? And I probably could have went to the next level because I showed like I'm st- smart enough. I'm strong enough. I'm, you know, I'm disciplined enough and all these different things. But like every time I would get to like a point where I was supposed to up level I would like self-sabotage that negative self-talk would come in and I would tell myself like I'm not worthy I absolutely don't deserve this and I would stop myself that started for me with other people being negative with me as a child so I would have people say negative things you're not good enough you're bad why'd you do that um I I do this well why can't you your sister does this why can't you oh I I do this you can't do it like there was just so many so many things like one thing that always was stuck with me is how I was always told like I was bad bad at everything you're bad at this you're bad at you're a bad kid you're a bad you're a bad daughter you're bad at math you're you're bad at this like no one ever stopped to be like what's going on with you you know why are you behaving this way or responding this way or like no one ever took time out to like sit with me and find out what was going on with me it was just always like a verbal lashing and a physical lashing and some form of punishment where things were taken away from me as an attempt to correct what behaviors they felt like was wrong or the thing in me that they felt like wasn't good enough. So as an adult, like, and I've shared this before, but as an adult, like I grew in the voices I used to hear as a kid, like you're bad, you're not good enough, you ain't this, you ain't never gonna be that, like so-and-so is better than you, why can't you be more like this? Like all those things that I used to hear when I became an adult, I used to First, I used to hear the people that used to say it to me. And then as time went on, their voice like became obsolete and I would only hear myself saying these things. I would hear myself saying, you're not good enough. I would hear myself saying, you can't do it. I would tell myself like, why do you think you're supposed to go to the next level or this is all you got, you can't do more. You won't be able to learn this new position or you won't be able to perform at that because you can't do this, you can't do that. And even when I was telling myself I can't do these things and I would like stop myself at one level and not try to progress, that didn't mean I was an imposter because I was dealing with you know the, the remnants of things that had happened throughout my life and that like shaped me during the years where you know during my formative years 
despite my showing up every day performing well i was still in my mind who i heard wasn't good enough i want to break down imposter syndrome for you like i'm gonna give you like the the textbook definition of it so imposter syndrome is also known as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments they have like a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud or an imposter despite evidence of their competence their and their achievements there was evidence all over the place that i can do these things but then there was that self-talk and that doubt in me that was holding me back from even being greater than that because of the things that i had i had experienced in life and this is why i want to dispel the whole imposter thing because it, I, you're not an imposter that's like the best thing that I can say is like, you're not an imposter. You just have to unpack all the things in you that are keeping you from moving on. And, and, that, and that's in anything, in your job, in your relationships, like in anything in life. If you've only reached a certain level and you're talking yourself out, despite the work being shown that you're capable and you're able of moving on, then I, that doesn't make you an imposter. It makes you a person who has something in you that has gone unchecked and unnoticed and this situation is waking that up and you need to go by any means if it's therapy if it's counseling if it's you know life coaching if it's you know sitting down and having a conversation with your boss or your mom or your dad or your relationship or whatever like or sitting and having a conversation with yourself and saying hey self what is holding me back why am i telling myself that i can't do something when there's clear evidence that i can I feel like it, you're not an imposter. And like, I'm going to keep saying for me, but what I came to was like, I'm not an imposter. I'm a person that needs to heal. I'm not a fraud. Someone else didn't do the work for me. I didn't fake it. I didn't pretend. I didn't lie. I did it. And because even though there was those things in me that were saying, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're bad. There was something in me bigger that was like, you can do it. And that was allowing me to perform at that level. And then when I go back and I heal myself, and then I tap back into that supply that I was already accessing when I wasn't even awake, like the things that I can do will be unlimited. And that's why I feel like when you're trying to heal somebody and saying imposter, I feel like it's a contradiction. It's so negative, super negative. And that's just for me. That's what I believe. But I'll break down some more things that, you know, surround this phenomenon. And it's um, self-doubt is the first one, which I've talked a lot about already. But self-doubt is one sign of imposter syndrome. Someone who often doubts their abilities and their competence in their field or in any aspect of life, even with them having a track record of being successful. And then perfectionism. They may set unreasonably high standards standards for themselves and become overly concerned with making mistakes fearing that any error will reveal their supposed incompetence again I'm just gonna say like that's human nature especially if it's a human that is only working with the tools that they were given overworking some people with imposter syndrome may overcompensate by working excessively working long hours or doing too many tasks to prove themselves leading to burnout again when you become resolved then you will learn what your capacities are and you will understand here's my favorite thing the importance of self-care and the importance of saying no and you will only take on what you can complete those tasks and then you will take on more minimalizing achievements 
Um, you may downplay your accomplishments rather than acknowledging that you have the skills and the effort. I'll share a story. I worked my ass off in film school and I earned an Emmy nomination. You know, this is the same organization that some of our favorite celebrities, their work is acknowledged, their hard work is acknowledged and they're awarded for. This is the same organization where some of your favorite, you know, TV personalities, whatever may be the case. The exact same organization. And I told myself that it was just a student award. I didn't, it's not the daytime or it's not, you know, the regional or the national, like you see the celebrities. It's just a student. I diminished all the hard work and all the things that I had put in, all the effort I had put into film school by telling myself that. When that's not true, like regardless if you if you were nominated or if you won on a collegiate level, you know the amount of work a person has to put in to to achieve that. And I told myself, hmm, I went to the Emmys, you know, I smiled, I, I sat in my seat and, you know, waited to see if I won or if I lost. And, you know, I congratulated all the winners and everybody I was super happy and proud of. And I left feeling so small and so sad because it was just a student award. Now I know better, but back then I was still working through some things. It didn't make me a fraud. Someone else didn't make the movie for me. I didn't, you know, someone else didn't impersonate me during film school. Like this, this is just, you know, again, for me, <laughs> so I don't make anybody feel any kind of way. But I just want you to think about this, especially if someone has ever um, told you that you may suffer from imposter syndrome. Really like go through it, break it down, look at yourself, look at maybe the things in you that you want to resolve and really ask yourself, like having this label placed on me, is it really serving me? Go from there. For me, it wasn't serving me. It was actually adding to the mess that was already there. And once I let that go with everything else, it's great. I will talk about there's fear of failure, um, comparing yourself to others, constantly comparing yourself to other people and feeling inferior when someone else performs well other than you. And I'm like, again, those are things that come along with as you become to be resolved. Because once you start being resolved, you will start understanding that the things that are meant for you are for you and the things that are meant for other people are for other people. And you won't even think twice about it. You will only be focused on the season that you're in and how to come out of that stronger so that when you move into your next season in life, you can perform. So I, I still haven't tapped into why, but I have an issue. Not as much now, but there is like this little bit of discomfort that comes over me when people praise me. So difficulty accepting praise. And I, I know that comes probably comes from something, you know, that I'm still working on because every day is a part of the journey. I know for me, I do have like that sometimes I, and you know, I say thank you and I'm grateful and I acknowledge it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Julie, like pat on the back, you did a very good job. But there's still like that first when somebody says something to me where I kind of like, oh, okay. They say like imposter syndrome affects people from all walks of life. It's not just reserved to women, but I just, feel like women have a lot and this isn't taken away from anybody but women have a lot on their plates and the expectation on women is so great for so many different reasons in life because of that I feel like um it's easier for us to be labeled with imposter syndrome and like I can do a whole nother show on the things that we're faced with from raising families, managing your households, managing careers, you know, how black women are highly 
educated, how, you know, we perform, how we do all these things, but we're often overlooked and unseen. Like I can go on and on and on for days about the things that we're up against on a daily basis, labeling us, you know, black and brown women, imposters, how that's even something that's a whole different show in itself. I will share some things, some ways to overcome. A lot of common triggers for imposter syndrome. Like I said, the comparing yourself, the social media, you know, your friend got something that you didn't get and all those other things. The fear of failure. A good way to overcome, I'll share mine and then I will share, you know, what the professionals suggest. But I feel like a very good way is to just like check in with yourself. Like the show is called Selective Hearing. And I really like people to have that conversation with you first. And when you're feeling, you're having these feelings where you don't feel adequate, like just ask yourself why. And like, don't just ask myself like, hey, what am I going through? And not tap into it. Like ask yourself, hey, what am I going through? Why am I going through this? And really dive deep into what's going on so that you can find a solution that will serve you in the best way. Some of the strategies that the professionals say is like, acknowledge your feelings of doubt and where they come from. And understand that this is a shared experience. Like find support from your friends, your mentors, your therapists, and um, talk about your feelings and then be compassionate with yourself. And these things I agree on, but I just don't like them being uh, framed into having being uh, labeled an imposter. I say like those things should be reworked into someone that is just in a transitional period in their life or maybe a healing from trauma period in their life or whatever the case may be, but you're somewhere and you're feeling like, okay, this is something that needs to be worked on and this is and I'm going to go after it. Just remember like you're not alone in any of these struggles and many successful people have faced these feelings. And the best thing, like I said, the best advice that I can offer anyone is when you're feeling these feelings is just to find your tribe, you know, find those people that you're safe with and find that safety within yourself and start seeking solutions that will serve you best. So next week, I will be back with another very special guest. Until next time, this is Selective Hearing.